been praying this afternoon, and you know it's it's difficult when you know normally you have these great inspiring thoughts. Well, that doesn't happen very often for me. But I heard one scripture the other day, and that's been bugging the mess out of me. And for just a few minutes tonight, I, I promise I will not hold you long. It's been hot. Guys that work outside, it, I'm, I'm just thankful you're here tonight. It's been miserable outside. But one, one scripture, Genesis chapter 3. One verse, everybody's very familiar with the story. Everybody is familiar with this scripture, Genesis 3 and verse 9. This is the first time that this particular thing happens in the Bible from God. Genesis 3 and 9 reads, And the Lord called unto Adam and said unto him, where art thou? And the Lord called unto Adam and said to him, Where art thou? And if the Lord would stand by me just for a few minutes tonight, we're going to preach. I, I, I don't know if I'm going to go fast, slow. I don't, I don't know yet. But for a few minutes, we're going to preach on where are you? Amen. Are you going to help me tonight, church? Where are you? Put your Bibles down, lift your hands, point them this direction. God, we need you tonight. Come on, church, lift your voice in prayer. God, I need you tonight like I never have before. God, I'm praying that the power of the Holy Ghost will come down in this room, cut and move and touch the lives of everyone that is here. God, give me the words to speak. God, give the church ears to hear. God, open the hearts to receive from you. God, you know I'm no great orator, but let me speak not just about you, God, but let me speak for you tonight. God, move in every life and move in every heart. God will be sure to give you the praise, the glory, and honor. And everybody said amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you for standing for the reading of the word. This is a very popular story. I mean, this is the first story in the Bible. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And just three chapters later, we come across a verse that has God doing something for the very first time since creating the world. And he is asking a question. This is the first question posed by God in the Bible. And by him asking this question, it begs the question, how can an omniscient God ask a question? How can an all-knowing God ask a question? Proverbs 15 and 3 says, The eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. How can an all-knowing God ask a question but this isn't the only time God did it in the Bible for example number one Isaiah 50 and verse 2 he says when I came down was there not a man when I called did anyone listen is my hand too short that I can't redeem and have I no power to deliver 
In English, this is a form of a rhetorical question, and this is referred to as a rhetorical affirmation. The certainty or the obviousness of the answer to the question is expressed by asking another, often more humorous question, for which the answer is equally obvious. Guys, we deal with this every day. Honey, you going to take that trash out? That's not a question. That's a rhetorical question. That's more of a statement. Amen. And, and the answer is not no. The answer is, yeah, I'm jumping right on that. Amen, Brother Ricky. <laughs> we deal with this every day. Honey, are you going to take me out to eat tonight? Absolutely, I'm going to take you out to eat because that is not a question. That is a statement saying, I'm tired, the kitchen's clean, and I'm not messing it up and don't feel like dealing with it tonight. Right, guys? <laughs> Man, we know what these questions. And we do the same thing to our kids. I do this a lot. You see my three-year-old boy, Callan. I yell out the house, Callan, what are you doing? I know exactly what Callan is doing. And it's not good most of the time. A lot of times he's in his church clothes and he's in the mud outside. Callan, what are you doing? I know what he is doing, though. Amen? It's a rhetorical question. See, when God asked Adam where he was at, the Lord was bringing Adam to a place of accountability. Adam, where are you? God knew exactly where Adam was at. Callan Zane, where are you at? I know exactly where Callan's at, and I know exactly what he is doing. God didn't pose a question that he didn't already know the answer to. He is the answer to every question. But now Adam is forced to confess that he's hiding from God. And a lot of times our guilt that we feel when we do things that we're not supposed to drives us to hide our actions. Man, you ever bought a new gun and uh, you really don't want the wife to know about it and you just kind of hide it for a little bit. Or a new set of golf clubs. You know what I'm saying, Brother Mark? Ever bought something and maybe a new truck? I, I tell you, this is what I did. We were eating in Joplin one night. And I took my wife by this truck lot. Because it was a truck and I really liked. I didn't tell her I was going to buy it. I just acted like I was seeing it for the first time. Man, look at that truck. And she was like, oh, babe, that's nice. That fits you. That's all I needed. Because the next day I went down and bought that truck. But I didn't call and ask her that morning. I just showed up to the house with it. You know? And I saw so the question, babe, can I go buy a truck? I didn't even bother asking that question. Because she probably would have said no. But the guilt sometimes that we feel when we do things we know we're maybe not supposed to do causes us to hide our actions. Causes us to go into hiding. And when we hide from a holy God, it's because sin does not like the light. John chapter 3 says, And this is the condemnation, that light is now coming to the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. Verse 20 says, For everyone that doeth evil hates the light, neither comes to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. Verse 21 says, that, But he that doeth truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be manifest, that they are wrought 
in God. Adam was hiding. Adam was trying to hide what he had done from God. And Adam was nowhere to be found when God showed up in the cool of the evening. The Bible doesn't say. I mean, there's not much that happens before this third chapter. But I can imagine just for a minute, allow me to use my imagination, God, this isn't the first time that God has walked through the garden. This isn't the first time that God showed up right at sunset to walk with Adam through the garden. And so when God shows up, God already knows that Adam's not going to be there. And the question that God poses, where are you? He already knows the answer to. But when God shows up in the garden and Adam is not there, where are you, Adam? See, God longs for that relationship with you. God longs to have that communication with you. God longs for your worship. God longs for your praise. But many of us are hiding our shame and our guilt. And it's not, I'm going to preach to the Christians here just for a minute. It's not because of everything maybe that we're doing off sinning and, 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 and doing all kinds of unspeakable acts. But where are you in your walk with God? When God asks Zach Bergalt, where are you? That calls me into accountability. God, have I been praying like I need to pray? God, have I been reading my Bible like I've been needing to read my Bible? Have I been fasting? Have I been giving you everything that I've got? Have I been giving you all my praise? God, have I been giving you all my worship? God, you already know where I'm at because you created me. But sometimes we got to take the step out from behind the tree. Say, God, I know I feel guilty about it. But God, you know where I'm at tonight. Here I am, God. I was afraid. But God, you know where I'm at. God, you've called me into accountability with you. God knows exactly where you are, but he continues to call out to you. Many people want to respond to God's question. Where are you? God comes walking in your life. Brother Mark, where are you? I'd like to answer that call, God. Now, and I know this is not going to apply to everybody. So allow me to preach to myself just for a minute here. We as Christians, we as the church, though, have made fun or made light of people's problems sometimes. We've made fun of them when they don't look like us. We made fun of them when they don't dress like us. We made fun of them when they don't talk like us. And I know none of you have, but I have. I'm quick to judge. I'm quick to condemn. But little do we know that God has been calling them. Where are you? Where are you? I desire a relationship with you. Where are you? But we have made light of their problems. That they're too afraid to step out and say, God, here I am. I've got problems tonight. All that only you can fix. And this doesn't just stop. Again, allow me to preach to myself here. I'm not the pastor. I'm just a preacher tonight. So let me look in the mirror and preach to me. When I leave this church, when I start saying, can you believe sister so-and-so up there getting prayed for tonight? I thought they lived the perfect life. I thought they were all that in a bag of chips. Look at Brother Zach up there getting prayed. He leads song service on Sunday morning. Struggles are real, church. 
What happened with the altar being a place that you could come and pour your heart out to God to lay all your struggles on the altar? Depression is real. Oppression is real. The, the enemy, the darts from the devil is real that we face every day. Just because you come to church, just because you say you're apostolic doesn't mean that you don't have problems. That just doesn't mean that you don't have anything to deal with. The bills still keep rolling in. The bill collectors still keep calling. And it's okay to pour it out to God. But I've made fun of people. Allow me to preach to me. And now we have kids on our pews that have heard us run down people and make fun and make light of their problems that they're facing struggles and situations today like they have never faced and like me and you will never face. And they're too scared to bring them to the altar. God's trying to call. Where are you, young people? Well, God, I'm just scared. God, I don't know if I can lay it on the altar because I've heard mom and dad talk about it. I've heard aunt and uncle make fun of people. Now I'm too ashamed. Church, our young people's facing hell like we have never faced before. What has happened to us as a church, as me? What's happened to me, Zach Bergolt? Every once in a while, Brother Caleb will say, I just had to get on the floor and roll around, get rid of my pride. probably I need to do that a lot more often my pride gets in the way and I think just oh just because just because I'm married to the pastor's daughter that I got everything under control that can be farther from the truth church but I tell you, I've been guilty of this. I have been guilty by needing a touch from God. And when he calls, Zach, where are you? God, you know where I'm at and I know what I need to fix. But I don't want somebody looking at me and judging me because I'm afraid of what people think. I'm afraid to step out from my little sound booth back there and walk up to the front and say, I need help. I need help that only you can give, God. I know that, but I'm too ashamed of what people think. God's been calling, but people won't move because we have made light of it. We have taken a sacred place like the altar. And now it's just a, a maintenance room instead of a mission field that, we're, that we have here at the church. What happened to reaching the lost? What happened when somebody comes in that doesn't look like us or doesn't act like us? What happens to drawing them in? The Lord's been calling them or they wouldn't be here. And I'm preaching to me tonight. So you can call Brother Samson afterwards and tell him I was preaching to me. Amen. God is calling all of us tonight. Where are you, church? These struggles are real that we face. But we get in our cocoon... And we get too scared to answer when God calls on us. God is calling us, but we are too scared to answer. Now, if you're here tonight, though, and let me preach to the sinner here tonight. God's calling you tonight. 
as a preacher preached Sunday morning, God isn't looking for your perfect little life. God isn't looking for your perfect little vessel. God doesn't care. God wants to bring, have you bring all of your guilt. Just bring all of your cares, for he cares for you tonight. Just bring it all to him. He doesn't want your perfect little got it together life that you think you have. God's looking for something that's imperfect so he can break down and build it back up and make it a vessel in his image. He can make it worthy of his cause tonight. Just because you care. Oh, you don't know what I'm going through, Zach. You don't know what I face. No, but I know a God who does and God's calling out to you tonight and God knows exactly where you're at. God knows exactly what you're facing. He He's just waiting on you to step out because God already knows what you face. God already knows your trials. God already knows your tribulations. Well, you don't know about me. The church hurt me. No, the church didn't hurt you. Sin hurt you tonight. Sin drug you down. Sin took you to where you're at today. And God's calling, where are you at? But you're too scared to step out because of the guilt, the condemnation, the judgment that you feel. Well, don't worry about what God's gonna do because God already knows what you're facing. God already knows your situation. God already knows the sins that you have committed. God doesn't care what's in the past. He just cares about your future. He's calling you tonight. He's calling you. Adam, where are you? Adam, where are you? God, I was scared. I was scared of what you were going to do. God already knew that they ate from the tree. He already knew that. God already knew that Eve was tempted by the serpent with another question. Hath God said? Did God really say that? I can assure you that God did say it and that God is is still drawing you tonight. It doesn't matter if you're a saint or if you're a sinner tonight. God is still calling out to you because he's trying to bring you to a place of accountability. Where are you tonight? There's no need to keep hiding from God. Where do we stand tonight? Where do we stand? Let's let's all break out the mirror. Where do we stand God, when you say, where are you, Zach? He's not looking for an answer. He's not looking for an excuse. But the woman gave me the fruit. He doesn't want an excuse because he already knows. You can't lie to God. You can't make a story up because God knows exactly where you're at. Are you hiding your struggles? Christians. Addictions are still real. Amen? Nothing, that's nothing, nothing to hide. Addictions are still real. We're living in a time where being depressed is at an all-time high. Suicide rate is at an all-time high. And we think just because we're in these four walls, we are exempt from these problems in life. And when God calls, where are you? And we examine our life. We know we have these situations, but we continue to just sit there and not do anything about it. Because we're scared of what sister so-and-so is going to say about us in a church text. 
We're scared of what Brother Sampson's going to think when I walk up to the front and get prayer. He's our pastor, even though he's not here tonight, and God probably already talked to him about you anyway, honey. So don't worry about it. But are you hiding your struggles? Are you hiding your burdens? Are you hiding the pressures of life? You're trying to hide. But God's still calling tonight. I told you I wasn't going to be wrong. Be long. I was going to stay about 20 minutes. Come back to the music. I'm going to, I'm going to stop. You're hiding your burdens. You're hiding your pressures. You come to church and everything looks good, Christians. You got your suit on. You got your tie on. Everything looks good. But down deep, you're struggling with addictions. You're struggling with depression. You're struggling with fear. You're struggling with anxiety. And God is calling out to you. Where are you? Where are you tonight? What's your prayer life like? Have you been spending a little bit too much time on this? You know what I'm talking about. Have you been spending a little bit too much time worrying about this guy right here? Have you been spending too much time? Well, what's good for me? I think I got it all under control. I think I know what I need to do. God, I'll respond when I need something from you. God, when time gets, gets bad, that's when I'll run to the altar. When times get tough, that's when I'll respond. But until then, I'm going to hide my problems. I'm going to stay and I'm going to cover them up with the fig leaves because I think that's what covers it up. But tonight, these altars are open. You can come. You can bring it all to him tonight. Let me read one more verse. 1 Peter chapter 1. Now I know we do King James around here. I'm about to read a different version though. This is from the Amplified Bible. It says, casting all your cares and all your anxieties and all your worries and all your concerns on him for he cares about you with deepest affection and watches over you very carefully. God's still calling tonight. God is still reaching out. Don't try to cover up your problems. Don't try to cover up what you're going through. Don't try to cover up your struggles. But just step out. God, here I am. God, here I am tonight. God, do something with me. Come on. These altars are open. God's calling out you. Where are you? Where are you? God's trying to get you to be accountable. Where are you tonight? Where are you? What's your spiritual life like? It's time we search ourselves. Oh, it's time that we check our hearts. God, search me. Create in me a clean heart, oh God. And renew a right spirit within me. God, don't cast me away from your presence. God, don't take your Holy Spirit from me. God already knows where you're at. Don't worry about what brother so-and-so's thinking. Don't worry about what the person on your left is thinking. Don't worry about what the person on your right's thinking. Just worry about you and God right here. Come on, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what your name is. All God wants to know is where are you? Where are you tonight? Check your hearts. Oh God, where are you? For I 